This comment has me hot. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world don't shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Episode 25, a quarter now, a quarter of a hundred, a quarter of a century. Yeah, baby. (laughs) We're getting there. One one show at a time. That's all it takes. The terrific 25. Here we are. And people are starting to... Look into the minutiae. Somebody asked the other day on No Agenda Social about the choice of the tune right at the beginning of her intro there that Fletcher put together. Like, hey, was there a was there like some kind of message you guys were sending by using this? It's just like, I don't know. Ask Fletcher. He might be sending messages. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Darren just ran with that ball. Here it is. Okay. Well, I didn't have anything to do with it either. I said John Fletcher of the Hog Story Fletchers, which is a great show. If you're not listening to it, should listen to it. Yes. I went to him like I need an intro Mm -hmm. and he sent that back and it was like, yes, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. Perfect. It's exactly what we were looking for to try to mirror exactly what's going on in the world. And before I forget, like I did last time, Chicago, another fun weekend, Larry, Uh oh, 21 shot, but only five fatally. So. Uh, so it's a 25% uh, average kills. Okay. They could do better. They could do better. Yeah. They could do worse, I guess. Could do worse. What a place to live. Good God. <laughs> I know. Wow. And it gets cold. At least, you know, if you're going to have the violence in LA and they, you know, in, the, in that kind of an area, at least you have nice weather. Yeah. But Chicago, yeah. New York, no. Mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. We'll never get it. We'll never get it. But here's the thing. It's, it's, it's been going on for, I mean, well, you live there, man. When did it become so violent? When did this shit really torque up to where it is now? Because I don't, I mean, I don't, I've never lived in Chicago. I've visited a couple of times, but I don't remember as a kid or even, in, even some time ago, Chicago being sort of the murder capital of America. It was New York. It was Detroit. You know, so w- when did this get this way it didn't really have that reputation back when i was in high school or college so that's going through the early 90s so it's okay within the last two decades right that it's really kind of switched to a place where even walking downtown isn't considered safe when i was growing up i mean you might have some questionable areas getting to downtown but once you were in that area, the Magnificent Mile with all the shops and all that kind of stuff, once you were downtown, right, you certainly didn't feel like you were in harm's way where you do now. Yeah. But New York's no different. I'm sure L.A. is no different. It's the cascading effect of not prosecuting crimes. Yes. 
which leads to more crime. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in L.A.'s case, it's just it's not only not prosecuting. It is that everything was so many things were decriminalized. So it's not a crime at all. Why? How can you prosecute it when it's not even a crime? You know, to sleep in the streets or piss in the streets, all these quality of life things are to steal you know, 900, under $950 worth of merchandise. It's all OK. So, hey, right. That's the kind of stuff that's coming down with that evil word equity. There was even a very strange yeah. concept, I thought, that was in a story I saw this morning, which was they had a bicycle helmet law in Seattle. Okay. Because, you know, if you fall off your bike, you get hit by a car. It's those head injuries that are going to get you. Mm-hmm. Well, they found out that too many people of color and too many homeless people, I guess, were getting tickets. So they revoked the law. This, this is just like what you're talking about here. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Too many people of color are being arrested for shoplifting. We'll just make shoplifting okay. That's the answer, obviously. Incredible. So with the helmet, so so now you don't have to wear a helmet in Seattle on a bike? Is that what happened? <laughs> right, because too many people were getting ticketed. Tickets. That they didn't want to give tickets to. I guess it wasn't angry old white men that were not riding yeah. with their helmets on. Yeah. But I mean, all that kind of stuff is interesting to me. I mean, I don't know what a bicycle helmet costs. I don't know what constitutes as a bicycle helmet. You know, can you put a couple... uh a little bit of duct tape and some bubble wrap and put that on your head and be like, got a helmet. I don't know. It's yeah. Seattle. Maybe you can. Yeah. But I can see where it's like you're adding an extra added fee to people that want to ride their bike. I could be like, hey, I got a bike. Don't get a helmet. So I have to go buy a helmet. That's going to cost something. Although he could just steal it yeah. from your local CVS and they won't That's prosecute right. you for that. Whew. I know that's basically the answer. Do all of this stuff. <laughs> or as Adam often says, you ever know what I said? He's really big on the, the Mr. Red, the, the equine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should make a supercut of him going. <laughs> it is sometimes all you can do to respond yeah. to the kind of stuff that is going on. Like today, I mean, it's President's Day. Yeah. Which, if you're old enough, you know that it started out as. George Washington's birthday. Well, there were two. And there was Lincoln. Two different ones. Right. There were two separate days. They were like, I think maybe two or four weeks apart, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was combined into President's Day. Which I don't like. I don't no like it either. Yeah. Although it's pissing off the lefties because Politico's really mad about President's Day. Because now, really? of course. Yeah. Oh, because Trump's included. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it includes Trump. So how dare we have a holiday yeah. to honor the president when, you know, there's a guy in there we don't like. Right. Which is part of the problem of homogenizing all of this stuff. Exactly. And putting everybody into one box, which is a problem no matter who you're doing it to. Right. But this, they have to do that. Yeah. It's all. It's, no, it's fine. We'll, we, we can't have. Yeah. We, it's, I don't get it. I, see, now I want to do the Mr. Ed thing. Do it. It's, a, it's more like the uh, it's more like the uh, old. Uh, it's probably politically incorrect now, which is the uh, you know the way they used to do crazy like on the radio, which is right. You know that's more what you got here. Yeah, this is more what you have. Uh, you know, 
Speaking of the Donald, his social media platform just launched. And man, it seems like a failure right out of the gate. Really? I haven't seen it yet. Tell tell me why. Not necessarily a failure in the amount of how many people want in, because it seems like more people want in than they can handle, which is also a problem when it comes to prior planning on any of this kind of stuff. Because if you're going to throw up something and be like, hey, we're going to be the new Twitter. And then a few million people hit you and your system goes, ah, we didn't expect that. Yeah. Then you have a problem. And this is called, was it Truth Social? Is that it? Yes. Which okay. there, there is so much weirdness around this. I like the concept, but I don't necessarily believe you're going to get what you and I would want. I think this is just going to be censoring people just from a different side. You know, I think this is this is where it gets very hard to come in and police any of this kind of stuff. It's very easy to say, well, we're going to have a social media platform where we don't censor anything. And then people start posting child porn and you go, oh, right. well, well, maybe we should maybe we should censor that. And then it comes down to there's a lot of other very vile stuff that you can throw up that's not child porn. And you're like, ooh, that's going to drive a lot of people away. So maybe we should censor that. And I mean, it's not like it's a quick jump from that to delete anybody who says something you don't like, but it's on that path. Yeah. And it's very hard to be like, well, we're going to be the one that allows everything because you don't really want that. And that doesn't lead to a good place to communicate for a while twitter was because the amount of people on the service that were not trolls was pretty low you're never going to have that again the whole concept of social media is to troll people isn't it i guess yeah (laughs) to try to get a rise out of them to try to play the gotcha game to you know, to do all sorts of stuff. It's not, at least from what I've seen, it's not a place where you normally have rational, thought out conversations about important topics. Well, I just went to the homepage here and I already have complaints. Imagine that. <laughs> okay. Cause first thing, there's a blue button on the upper right hand corner says <clears throat> download. I don't like, I don't like to go anywhere where I have to download something that bugs me. I didn't have to download anything for Twitter, which I despise, but you didn't. And right. same thing with uh, Mastodon. Didn't have to download shit. I don't want to download anything. Wait, it's, this is on, I guess on the Trump uh, social page you're talking about. Yeah, it's called Truth Social, right? That's yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I say that. Trump social? Truth social, Trump social. It's something <laughs> like that. That's another T word. And, and then it says join. So I guess you're right. It says join the waiting list, right? You put plug in your name and email and stuff. So I guess, I guess they're backed up. You get a, there's a wait to get through the door. Once you do download. Very um, exclusive. Very exclusive. And then the, the pitch thing says, Truth Social is America's first, is America's big tent social media platform that encourages an open, free, and honest, here's a problem for me, global conversation <laughs> without discriminating against political ideology. I get that G word out of there. I don't want to do global. And I don't think they really are because most of these, they don't, they segregate just because of the fact that it's a nightmare otherwise. People that post in different languages, because I don't think we're at the point yet, although the technology is getting better, where you could automatically do the translating on the fly. 
but then the services are very much on the hook for things that it misses from context from uh we know there's a lot of stuff that you can say especially if it's a sarcasm type thing where what you're trying to say is completely different than what the text might take out of it but yeah not only is there a waiting list for truth social which i mean i get they're doing a slower rollout that i didn't have as big of a problem with but as you noticed there is no at least at this point web interface which is very strange because it seems like it is that would be more of a control issue because if you have a web interface it's a lot easier for people to access that without having their devices being fingerprinted right and so that is kind of worrisome when you're saying it's free and open maybe they just don't have that part taken care of yet but allegedly this was supposed to be something at least all the talk was that would be compatible with the fediverse places like no agenda social the mastodon the pleroma instances that are all part of that federation which make it very hard to be silenced and that would be good but the fact that there is no web interface and as of yet i did not verify this but it was uh Vice or one of the articles I read on this said, as of right now, no Android apps, only Apple, which is also a huge fail. You're right. I'm looking at it. It says download on the Apple App Store and the fucking G1 is is grayed out. The, G, the Gmail, the uh, Google Play Store. How about that? You're right. So, I mean, that <laughs> OK, you were ready first with the Apple one, mm-hmm. but you don't launch until you have the Android ready. Also needing an app for the most free platform is a big fail because we saw with parlor yeah yes 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 what happens when the app store say no no you're too dangerous that's exactly what happened to parlor which is oh yep our rules say you have to moderate parlor says no they disappear from the apple and google app store so what do you think is going to happen to truth social how long before it's dropped sure from the apple and google app store if it ever gets to the google app store yeah yeah the the, uh, diethony which i can't speak today for some reason in the troll room basically said what i was thinking which uh the the waiting list is and and true social as a generality list of persons of interest which is yes it's like do i want to sign up for this (laughs) i had that thought i'm like i don't know if i want to be putting my name on that list (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna get a knock on the door like oh are you one of those j6 insurrection folk well, I'm, w- I'm waiting for uh justy trudeau's uh mounties to come knocking on my door for the shellac and i've been giving that punk so. <laughs> <laughs> you know he deserves it little what? justin He's as like... bill o'reilly's been calling me i think o'reilly's yeah. listening to us i think he is <laughs> because he's he's getting into that mode maybe yeah. he's just now in his 70s and he doesn't care but when he just refers to him as little Justin, I, I take some glee out of that because Trudeau, the way he handled this really has been horrible. But with that said, I try to look at things from all sorts of different aspects. And if this was a left wing group that was bringing vehicles into the middle of my city, and keeping business from being done, keeping people from getting in and out, 
I don't know. I'd want them taken off the streets and removed. There are ways to protest, and then there are ways that you don't protest. Now, I totally well, agree with what they're fighting for, but it's an interesting concept because I look at that and I always go, hey, if, if the other side was doing this, how would I feel about it? And I'm like, I'd be kind of pissed. Yeah, sure. But what what other recourse do they have? I mean, it's it's not like they were they didn't beat anybody up. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't burn any stores or car dealerships. They didn't loot. They didn't rob. Right. They just parked their trucks. They blew their horns. No, I agree. Peaceful. And Justy had a very, 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 very simple fix. You know, first of all, he was too big a pussy to ever meet with him. That's disgusting. That's an imperious fuck who thinks he's an emperor. Okay. Number one. Right. Unlike Uh, Trump, who actually met with the guys from the Taliban. Yes. Yes, he did. And then, and then the guys, then first, first race was smear them. Oh, they're, they're racist. They're Nazis. They're terrorists. All of which was bullshit. All of which was lies. So, uh, you know, I, I can't, you know, I, I'm, I gotta say I'm a hundred percent with the truckers and fuck everybody else. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's where I come down on this. Their cause 100%. is just, and you'd look at what happened here. Granted, there's a difference between the United States in Canada, but we saw what happened here with Antifa and all of the BLM stuff going on where people were getting injured. Cities were literally being taken over, which is there is an analog between what's going on in Ottawa and what went on in Portland here when they took the, you know, a couple city blocks and basically said, you can't come in. But it's uh, the comparisons that can be made are you're absolutely right. What's going on in Canada? Way less violent, you know, almost no violence as far no as violence. I can tell. There's no violence. The only violence has been from the other side of the asshole that ran some truckers over in his SUV, who I think turned out to be Antifa. I'm pretty sure. Oh, see, now what a surprise that is. What a surprise. Yeah. And then wait a minute. Let's not forget those Mounties trampling the uh, the old lady on her walker. There's that's there's some violence there. Um, so it does, it's not a good look. Not a good look, but you know the, the best summation of this, and I, is is really the fact that as 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 uh, O'Reilly says, is that the bottom line is is Justin Trudeau, as so many world leaders now are, he's a punk, he's a gutless little coward. Okay, and were he not such a punk, he he, he his ego wouldn't be so threatened by backing down and saying, you know what, guys, okay, you got a point. We're going to stop this, this, and that. How about that? Does that work? But no, it's he's a pindic. So he has to he has to say, look how strong I am. I'm fuck you. I'm going to win. He is such an asshole. And then he's got that Nazi sidekick. We're going to freeze your bank accounts and so forth. It's really man. There's there's just there's, like I said, I, I am a thousand percent. I'll upgrade that from 100 behind those <laughs> truckers. OK, I just despise him. He's a fucking punk. Well, yes, because this is no longer. I mean, again, I understand there's a difference between Canada and the United States, but there is no freedom left when you have a government going after what you have in the bank, right? Because of something you do. If that is anything short of committing a financial crime where you stole a bunch of money from somebody, they don't get to touch your money. They don't get to touch what you have. They don't get to go, well, you're against us. So we're going to take your money away. That is right out of the Chinese playbook. Sure. And that cannot be upheld, but he's not alone, Trudeau. There's a lot of leaders that are going down that line oh, yeah. with this sure. stuff, which is 
anybody that challenges us, they have that knee jerk reaction to get even tougher to double down. Sure. With the mandate stuff, it makes zero sense to me at this point in the ball game, which is everything is waning. Right. Hospitalizations way down. Deaths way down. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen next. If it was like last summer here in the U.S. and I'm guessing Canada, we're in for a bunch of months of really business as normal. And the question will be, is there going to be another wave that comes back in the fall? There probably will be to some uh, some extent, but how much that's going to be, I don't know. But you deal with that when it gets here. You try to prepare all you can, but the mask mandates at this point are just ridiculous because we know you're seeing this even on cnn which is we all know the leftist point of view nonstop. you're hearing now cloth masks do nothing they're nothing but a fashion statement so why do we still have mask mandates because they want you up to up they want you to upgrade to n95s um, but at this point i mean it's not in canada it is this is this is absolutely not about health or covid none of it it's just simply i'm justy you do what the fuck i say you disobey me i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna make you suffer that's all it is there's nothing else at at play here nothing and he can bring in all his bullshit about safe. how many times does that turd say say keep you safe keep you safe fuck off no no, (laughs) it's like that authoritarian voice from the uh, like the old sci-fi 50s for movies you know like attention citizens you know, yeah. it's that it's just that. Yeah, that is Trudeau. That's all it is. It's it's a it's a total power play. That's there's nothing else at work here but that it is. So. It is a power play. No question about it, which both sides at this point. I mean, the world is really on pretty much any level, any kind of criteria seems to be splitting up now into two sides no matter what and these sides are rarely getting along correct so i thought it was interesting that cpac which is the biggest conservative conference and it's coming up again did you see who their headliner is this year no who's their headliner tulsi gabbard i you know what i could have said that was coming yeah yeah she is a politician that actually doesn't act like a politician so, well, yeah, I think she, what she does is she she's a very skilled politician and she's so good at it. She doesn't seem like she's doing it. Ooh, so should we should we be more scared of her, actually? Then uh, I you know what? That chick has got it going on. <laughs> she really does. I mean, she if you recall in the, in the debates, she absolutely just just dismantled Kamala. I mean, she cut her off at the fucking hips, made her look like an idiot. Um, but she wasn't the chosen one. Uh, you know, so they sidelined her, but she's not one to be sidelined. And now she's very wisely, you know, taking more steps to the right than the left with her rhetoric. And she's really smooth and really talented. And I'll tell you what, you want you want an unbeatable combo for 2024? DeSantis and Gabbard. That'd be a lock. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Because she is more centrist, which we come from a time where saying somebody was a Republican or somebody was a Democrat was not a bad thing on either side. You know, (laughs) this was, there was still sanity there. 
And that is falling away. And the reason that Tulsi wasn't the chosen one for the Democratic Party was because she wasn't a full on leftist loon. And right. She's taken her shots at Hillary, which, woo, I mean, that's yep, that's that's not people were asking where Hillary was when uh, Epstein's buddy just hung himself unexpectedly in the jail, wherever <laughs> that was. Uh, what, was she it was in France. Was that where I think it was in yes. was France. The cameras yeah. were off, of course, though. So uh, <laughs> they're all it's, it's the failure rates is astonishing, isn't it, Darren? You know, these cameras are so cheap now, Larry. I don't know. I'm surprised there's not 15 <laughs> cameras in every room. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that they all fail yeah. at the same time or they're just disappearing people. I'm still not convinced that either Epstein or your buddy uh McAfee, McAfee. are really really off this mortal coil. I think they both really? might still be uh they might still be out there. We don't really know. We don't know. We don't know. Although I would say having seen here's what I would say. I think uh McAfee's wife was really is a really cool person, Janice. And her her grief uh, upon his disappearance was so unquestionably genuine that if they did if they did disappear him and didn't outright kill him, she doesn't know either. Um, so that I would believe. Or she's a really good actress and is in on it. Well, yeah, she'd be certainly, you know, which is why Gaga. Can you really ever get real news anymore? Because even this yeah. kind of stuff, we're like. Yeah, dad. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the finality of everything. Dead? No, no, not dead at all. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to die, Larry, because people are going to keep taking audio of you saying stuff and playing (laughs) that for eons afterwards. Like, is Larry really gone? We don't know. You know, like somebody the, put a somebody put a clip on my Facebook page, Darren. This just I was like spun my head, and it was the the execution by firing squad of the Ceausescu's back in I think it was 1989. Okay, and it's on YouTube. There's like four million views, whatever, and the clip probably runs I don't know. I'll say seven, maybe nine minutes, and right off the bat, it struck me as weird. Because in this clip, they've got the two of them, they've got their coats and hats on, and there's only a few uh, soldiers in this room, and it's clearly like a kangaroo court, right? And then it's go time, and they, they grab the two of them, put their hands behind their backs, and they start to struggle, right? And I thought, yeah, they're, they're pretty old people, but they're really not putting up that much of it. I mean, if somebody's about to take me out and shoot me, I think I'd be a little more proactive yes. than the two of these were okay it's, it just seemed like hmm they're, they're a little bit passive considering what's about to happen right i don't know if there's any audio or it was very muddy audio they take him outside they put him against a wall and then somebody like steps in front of the camera lens and you assume that's when they got they got shot and then the next frame there's two bodies on the ground right <laughs> okay and then they walk over, somebody walks over like a doctor, whatever, takes a pulse at the neck or something. They look, they look pretty dead. Then he walks away. And then 30 seconds later, they both stand up and brush themselves off and walk out of frame. And this fucking thing on YouTube to show you how like brain dead people are. It's got 3 million views. You look at the con- the, the comments and nobody says, hey, wait a minute. Are they still alive? It's just, wow, that was brutal. What a way to go. Blah, blah, blah. Like, did, you, did you watch to the end of the fucking video? No. They walked away. In the attention span, they figure they saw what they needed to. Exactly. Then exactly. they checked out. Yes. 
we have the possibility not only to stage such events for video, but now we have deep fakes, which I couldn't believe the deep fake episode I did originally was three years ago now that was three years ago man holy shit and we're there so good everybody needs to get into darren's archive and listen to the deep fakes the man's an oracle he predicted all this shit before it happened well and you can see now how this could all go horribly wrong when you can easily fake video of people saying anything so it's really easy to make a video of vladimir putin saying Yes, we are invading Ukraine. We will go, you know, do whatever we sure. want to do. Nobody knows what's real or what's not. I mean, I would help if they could animate Joe Biden. So, I mean, the deep fakes would be better <laughs> for Joe, you know, <laughs> to be lucid. Yes, <laughs> way more that? lifelike. He would have way more energy. It could just be, you know, virtual Joe would be a great. They should have him come out and jump rope before he staggers to (laughs) to the podium. Do some jumping jacks, a couple of one arm push ups. Look at me, Joey. (laughs) We need younger leaders. Now, I don't want like 20 year olds because they're morons, but the 80 year old stuff. And I'm sorry, I'm sure there are some very intelligent 20 year olds out there, but I think it's the I think it's the. the, the not the norm for that age group, especially because of the educational system that they've been put through. Well, yeah, there was an article I saw from uh, Binging Binghamton University. It's it's where's Binghamton uh, State, New York. The uh, professor there, Anna Maria Candela, and there was a photo of her and she's very white, had in her syllabus on this class which was about the sociology of, uh, you know, things and basically the, the craziness of the world, I would guess. But her syllabus used what they called progressive stacking, which basically said non-white folks are going to be given priority for the teacher's time being called on. Mm. Quote, it says, uh, It says, quote, rather, this means that we try to give priority to non-white folks, to women and to shy and to shy and quiet people who rarely raise their hands. It also means that if you are white, male or someone privileged by the racial and gender structures of our society Uh. to have your voice easily voiced and heard, we will often ask you to hold off on your questions or comments to give others priority. And we'll come back to you a bit wow. later or at another time. How never. Yeah, never, of course. Uh, yeah. But this is just absolutely horrible, which is, oh, you're white. Your question, a white guy, especially your question, yeah. not as important. It doesn't matter if you're a good student or a bad student or a student that the teacher has learned usually has good questions or a student that the teacher learned often has bad questions. No, we have to now go by the color of your skin and what gender you are and the school did kick back to be fair the school kicked back and said this is totally against our policy you can't do it but that just means it can't be on the syllabus who's going to police that this teacher isn't just doing this excellent point and of course she will be of course this is why we have the issues that we do in this country and it goes back i mean you've heard me rail about this for how long it goes back to all of the stuff 
where we started changing what language means and what bullying means and how horrible it is if somebody gets bullied. Yes. I pulled a clip here and I tried to clip this down so we can stop this at any time. But this was a woman, my guess, early 20s, mid 20s, maybe, that was talking about doing gig work to make money. And this, I'm just watching this going, this is everything that is absolutely wrong with the way that kids are being brought up and taught values at this point. So anytime we can stop this, but I'll just give you a flavor here. I could not do my full-time job anymore. It gave me extreme anxiety. It brought back so much of my underlying depression from when my mom passed away and from when my grandparents passed away. Okay, now, I was trying to get a a handle on this. (laughs) She couldn't do her job because it brought back the depression from when her mom and grandparents died. Right. I wonder what she never says what her actual job was when she had a real job before she started the gig economy. Yeah. And I'm just well, wondering. You see, people like that, there needs to be like squads of, of people with, with enormous bullhorns, you know. And when somebody like that says something like that, this person just appears out of nowhere, you know, like in a puff of smoke with a bullhorn, full blast in her face and says, hey, sweetie, people die. So will you. <laughs> Okay, so that's right there. It's like nobody in their fantasy world of bullshit. Nobody ever dies. Nobody gets sick. Life's a fucking boat ride. Please continue. Yes. Amducious in the troll room available at trollroom.io. When we do these shows live on Mondays at noon, Central Time says maybe she was a funeral home director. (laughs) Maybe that could be it because she did say she was working from home, too, which also hit me like, Mm. you know, it's not like you're going here. And I guess you could be a funeral home director and work from home. It's hard to be an embalmer and work from home, but I mean, if you're just doing, done. doing the day and day stuff, but she, yeah. so she had to get rid of that job was the bottom line here. And what did she decide to do? It was just not a good fit in the beginning. It was a really good job for me and I do it amazing. I can do it in my sleep and I can train anyone to do it. So she was really good at that job that she quit. Notice the uptalk. Yes. That you mentioned earlier. I can't stand the uptalk. <laughs> But it was one of those things that working from home during the pandemic, doing this specific line of work, it just tore me down from the inside out to the point where I just literally I couldn't do it anymore. So I made the decision to quit my job, gave my two week notice because I still wanted to keep it professional. I mean, really, now, see, this is also a problem. I'm guessing with the youth and I'm sorry, youth, for putting this voice out there as all of you. But the (laughs) oh. I I had to quit. I gave them two weeks because, you know, I'm so professional. So professional. I don't necessarily believe that means you're professional. It means at least you're polite to the people you are working for to not leave them totally hanging. There you go. But I don't know if that's professional. And then I focused on my entrepreneurial journey, but with focused on my entrepreneurial journey. Journey. Yes, the journey. Mm. <laughs> this is again i don't have kids i know you do yes this concept that oh i'm just gonna quit my job that's paying my bills to focus on my entrepreneurial journey right would you give them any advice if you're 
kids said that to you that they were going to quit a good paying job to go on an entrepreneurial journey journey uh this is what they're fought this is you know like i've said before i mean so much of uh, the table talk at dinner when my kids were in, in grammar in high school was deprogramming them from the shit that this this creature obviously swallowed hook line and sinker um you know through her through her schooling because that's that's where this shit comes from that's where they're getting it oh there's no doubt and it gets worse with that being said i also needed some kind of stream of income to keep my bills paid so no kidding i know wow (laughs) thank you thank you captain obvious (laughs) at least she knew she needed money to pay her bills but you know what if the right if if bernie'd gotten in she'd have you behind it this wouldn't be a problem would it no no that would just be take the check and then not have to worry about anything right I decided to do gig work. The first three to four months after quitting that job, started doing DoorDash. And I just noticed that that wasn't really going to last long. The pay was extremely low, very low. And Uh the amount of driving I was doing, I had to get gas like every other day. She was doing a lot of driving, working for DoorDash. Can you believe that, Larry? And she had to get gas. Why didn't they give her a Tesla? You know what? How dare she pollute? Right. Driving around. Right. What about the environment? What about climate change? I'm taking a job as somebody that delivers things. And I'm surprised that it's going to mean a lot of driving. And gas. And gasoline. Yes. Because it's the first time I've ever (laughs) learned that gasoline actually expires when you drive. (laughs) And it just it just didn't makes sense like sure barely was enough to keep the bills paid but honestly speaking the amount of wear and tear i was putting on my car it just doesn't make sense right so i started looking for other gig works because i'm not trying to work for someone else's dream at this point i'm trying to work towards my own dream so i'm not working for someone else's dream i'm working for my own dream but i'm looking for gig work But isn't that all part of the journey? <laughs> yeah, I think being broke and and hungry is part of the journey when you're relying on gig work. But we know there's a problem with gig work. There's got to be a problem. And what is that? So gig work makes the most sense. I have my own schedule. I can work as much as I want. If I know I need $100 by tomorrow, I know I can probably make $100 by tomorrow and so on and so forth. You have way more flexibility. So I switched over to Instacart and uh, for anyone that works this gig work Instacart, I'm sure you will feel the way I feel with this brand. So So I like the like slapping when she's talking, but everybody's going to feel the way I do. Yes. This is also a problem with the youth. Like everybody has to be in lockstep with what we say. Was was she saying Instacart or Instacart? Instacart, which is a. Like a DoorDash, Instacart delivers for Aldi and other places if you order food. Because okay. we've used Instacart a couple times. They were the ones okay. when we order food from Aldi. If you order even to pick up at Aldi, they have an Instacart worker does the shopping for you. Gotcha. If you order delivery, that Instacart worker does the shopping for you and brings it to your door. There are various services that will do this. Oh, so so the Instacart is is her in a in her car, and she she drives to the supermarket, 
picks all your stuff out and yes. shovels it in their trunk and then brings us. It's one one person doing all that stuff, huh? Yes, that that is okay. the the gig work that Instacart provides. But mm-hmm. you see, more than her want to do the, this work, and that's a problem for her. As we speak, I'm sitting in my car, swiping, swiping, swiping. So she's in the parking lot at the grocery store here. For an order to come through, have a bunch of bills that need to be paid by obviously a certain amount of time. And it's just like, when does it ever end? You know? (laughs) Never! That's life! (laughs) I mean, it ends when you hit lottery, honey. That's it. Yeah, when you hit the lottery or a bus hits you. That's right. That's that's when you got, you go until then. One of those things. T-boned by a garbage truck. That's when it ends. You'll know what it is. Just keep going until then. Yeah. Oh my God. This is a great clip, man. <laughs> I mean, it made me laugh and it made me sad. Uh, continues to hire new shoppers that they clearly don't need. I have customers constantly reaching out to me, always thanking me for doing such an amazing job because the last shopper they had was horrible. And I mean, it- okay, so she's great and she's mad that Instacart keeps hiring new people, but uh, they hired you when you went and needed a job. And I'm not even sure how this works because I've never done <laughs> gig work. So if somebody can give details on this, but as far as I can tell with almost all of these companies, it's a very quick procedure to sign up and get into their service. This isn't like you have to go interview and they're not going to hire somebody. If anybody listening wants to go work for Instacart, and shop for people at their local Aldi or whatever store uses them. Right. I'm pretty sure you could be up and running nearly instantaneously. I don't want to give anybody ideas, but you know how my mind works, Tyron. <laughs> this is dangerous. Yes. And I, I see this stuff as a, just a, just a bonanza for psychos to take this job Go get the stuff at the grocery store, stuff the apples full of razor blades, adulterate the Tylenol. I mean, it's, I mean, holy shit. Could you imagine that? The people like be dropping dead all over the place. And it's some psychotic Instacart driver that's poisoning everything. Yes. I had those thoughts when we've ordered groceries. <laughs> no wonder we were friends <laughs> from them. Uh, you know, and it's like, okay, for anything that is open, you know, I would be, which is usually yeah. most things you can get at the grocery store not easily openable and resealable. Some things you can, which is why they had the problems with like the ice cream a few years ago when people were going into Walmart or something and opening up the ice cream and licking the top and putting it back in. Right. Which makes you go, I never want ice cream ever again. Yes. But this was my thought, which is why I've never, <laughs> and I'm sure there's people out there doing this job or like, Oh, come on, you're paranoid. This is why I've never used Uber eats or one of these delivery services. Because, again, it's the same thing. It's a random person. And I know. Do they really vet the guy at the local pizza place that works for the pizza place? Probably not. But right. at least he works for the pizza place. And I don't know why that makes me feel better. Well, yeah, but, it does, you know, there's like a pizza joint. I've been buying stuff from for years and years here. You know, Gus, he owns it. And Gus is, he's a cool good dude. He's got his head on straight and I'm, you know, I see different crew members behind him at the counter, but Gus is not a chooch. You know, nobody's going to get it. If it happens to Gus, it can happen once. Right. That's it. Cause he's got, he's got an eye on business. So I don't worry. Right. Cause he's controlling what's going on. Right. 
where when you get to these other services, you don't. And they bleed the restaurants to within an inch of being able to not make money or they're losing money yeah, because they take 30% or so of the order. So if you order $100 worth, worth of pizza from Gus and it's a Instacart order or an Uber Eats order, probably losing 30 bucks to the person to go do the delivery, which it's like, you know, I understand the delivery guy's got to make something. Yeah. And the delivery, you know, if you can do three deliveries an hour, you should be making probably between five and 10 bucks per delivery. Yeah. But one delivery of a hundred dollars worth of pizzas, which is like three large pizzas now with the yeah. uncle Joe's inflation, maybe less, maybe less that you get 30 bucks to go deliver a couple of pizzas. I don't buy it. No, you're right. But that is why I exactly my thought. I was like, I don't know. And this was one of the big problems with these services where, you know, you order a large fry, but it seems like the bag's half empty. Yes, it does. Why is that? I've noticed that. Because the guy doing the delivery is hungry. (laughs) I mean, if you're using one of these services, much more likely. Yeah. When uh, most of these other places, I'm betting Gus, if he's anything like the guy I know that owns a uh, Italian restaurant. The delivery driver is like, while you're sitting there, he's like, you, you want some food? Eat. We you know no charge because, you know, that's part of the deal. And uh, so they're not hungry while they're bringing you your food. And they're munching. Gotcha. And pilfering out of your bag. Yeah. And you always wonder with these, the grocery delivery, we had really good luck with the deliveries we had. My mom less so on some of the ones because they're getting older now. And especially with COVID, you don't want to walk into the grocery store. And there have been times and it's usually been when the, you know, it is one of these other third party delivery services are being used and it's like they forget to give something or something disappears. And, uh, you know, as this girl goes on in her rants, it's about, you know, all their rating and she's a five star rating and that all of these people who are obviously horrible at their jobs that they're hiring, you know, then, you know, why aren't they getting fired? It's like they probably are, but there's a constant churn. Oh, sure. Churn must be extraordinary in those things, I would think. Yes, that's the whole point of the gig economy, which is an easy job to get. But then she's surprised. That's when she's making this video. She's surprised that she's sitting in the parking lot at whatever grocery store this is and not getting any orders. Like, well, somebody has to put an order in. Mm -hmm. this is how this system works you don't just get paid this is the difference between the gig economy and a real job a real job you show up from nine to five you get paid from nine to five right that's part of the deal and a gig job if you're delivering groceries and you go and you sit there at the start and not one person orders groceries in your area you don't get paid Mm -hmm. that's just the way it is not to her though no, because they're hiring too many people. She's so, she's great. Instacart should stop hiring people. Stop it. Because she's so great. I and mean, there's still six minutes to go on her rant. And I think you could hit any point in this and just be it's like, what you're saying is insane. I'm having fun with her. If you want to keep rolling, I'm, we'll I'm see. good with this. Give her a couple more minutes here. Yeah, I'm loving this. Could be a well-seasoned shopper that's not working up to par but my thought process on that is if you're overall a genuinely bad shopper or you genuinely don't care i don't feel like this is a a, the type of gig work where you're going to be able to slack off for that long you know your ratings do matter 
you know, customer feedback obviously matters. So enough bad feedback and you're booted. At least that's what I hope is happening. They're giving them the priority for the first 50 orders. And then they're saying F off good shoppers. Like we really don't care about you. It's like, this is effed up, bro. I'm constantly, constantly sitting at a five-star rating. Unless I have one of those fraudster customers that are. This is why you wouldn't have a five-star rating because not that you did anything wrong, but it's those fraudster customers. What's a fraudster customer? The What's ones that? that would in, the ones that would give you a low rating, even though you don't deserve it. Just for the hell of it. Yes. Okay. All right. Seem more realistic, like for missing items or whatever. I'll get a missing item <laughs> and a four. Stop. A- now, you know I'm the last guy that's going to defend this chick. <laughs> However, <laughs> you, you know you're you're an Amazon uh, old pro with that stuff, right? And yeah. All these things, and you know the Yelp and every and. <laughs> I mean, so many times I've seen reviews on Yelp or whatever of a restaurant. <laughs> These fucking people, they bitch about the color of the new drapes, you know, or, or you know, the napkins didn't match the tablecloth. I mean, who gives a fuck? So there probably are, oh, yeah. these terms, some fraudsters, maybe just didn't like her face or up talk, whatever. You know, she worked her ass off, did, did a good job, and they just said, I don't like her. I'm going to ding her. That's certainly possible because I have read reviews and often thought there would be a whole podcast series in doing nothing but reading reviews <laughs> from Amazon and Yelp and a variety of places because yeah. I've seen some absolutely insane stuff, right? In one star reviews, especially on Amazon, which include things for giving a CD back when CDs, you know, were really being sold. A yeah. one-star review because it came broken in the mail. Like, that has nothing to do with <laughs> Taylor Swift's album or Willie Nelson's no. album. It it got yeah. damaged in shipping. Right. But no, that's so, that's a one-star review. And my yeah. favorite ones, because for a while I was doing the replying for my friend who has a breakfast restaurant. Because she was just like, I, I need somebody more level-headed. So I mean, coming to me might have been a problem to, <laughs> to answer this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, at least I'm one step removed. So it's never going to be a complaint about me. So I get that part. And I know how to respond, I think, in a calm manner when I want to. But I've seen plenty of people leave a review that starts something like this, Larry. You know, I've been to this restaurant 8,000 times and it's always great. But this last time, and this is where a one-star review comes from. And I'm looking for those 8,000 five-star reviews. Right. And I'm not finding one. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with reviews is that a majority of people will never take their time to leave a good review. But if they're pissed off about anything. Absolutely. They'll go take the time to leave a negative review, which is something you have to understand. If you're ever using reviews to try to make up your mind about something yep, that you have to weight those reviews a little bit differently. So true. So true. Yes. Because some people will go out of their way. And I've noticed this where you can match the review. I mean, they may be slightly different, but it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Not only will they leave a negative review on Yelp, they'll go to Google. They'll go to every place that they could possibly review it. Mm-hmm. And leave the same review like 8,000 times, whatever they can figure out. They will keep doing it. And it's like, that's that's not right. So this is you look at. There's always going to be some negatives. 
And you have to understand that. And yeah, they're the carpet bombers of review. (laughs) Yes, they are. And sometimes it's like the reviews are so far off. It's like, are you even in the right company? I mean, it's like a lot of times it seems like they're just bought and sold or. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's odd, but I get it with this gig work. It's a horrible job. Of course it is. This is meant not for somebody to use as a full-time replacement. You should be picking up a couple shifts, you know, maybe on the weekends or after your right. normal job is over to help supplement your income. Good point. But this is not like, oh, I quit my job, so I'm going to rely on this. And then I'm mad yeah. that Instacart is hiring too many people. Instacart will hire everybody. Sure. But weren't they all sold that way, though? Wasn't that, you know, the Uber and the Lyft thing? These guys, they were so, you know, you, you, you're going to get not. Not that you're going to get rich, but you can make real good money doing this. Pub. And then, then the, the reality is, no, it, it's uh, it is it could work as a supplemental thing. But as a solo in- income stream, it's pretty damn hard to make that a go to support a family on that. Whatever. Right. Well, yes, because it's not something that is guaranteed. Right. Now, I would bet that the people that were doing grocery delivery when COVID first hit. I'm thinking they probably made some really good money, although I have to keep reminding myself that not everybody has the same mentality that I do, which was when the COVID stuff was going on, I was tipping like 20 bucks for every grocery delivery Mm -hmm. where I'm sure some people were tipping zero. Sure. Because I remember seeing years ago a video of a woman that was making the case why she didn't tip at a restaurant because i can't afford that and it's just like well then you don't go out and eat so i you know i know this is uh (laughs) so true man this is a social contract and i'm hoping that most people were really in that time especially when there was all sorts of paranoia when people were wiping off their food i mean we did that for a few weeks like we don't know how does covid what if you could touch it you know what do you do for the people that were doing the shopping, going out there at the beginning of this, if people were stiffing them on tips, then, you know, those, those people deserve a nice, uh, a nice hot seat in hell. Bad karma, baby. Yes. But at this point, you know, it's a job that it would probably take somebody about 30 minutes or so, I would guess, to do the average shopping You know, for the grocery store, that's about what we spend when we go to the grocery store, 30, 40 minutes in the store. Yeah. And then you have to drive it back and forth. So it may be an hour of your time. It would be very hard to make a great living on doing something like that. I would think you could do very, very well, though, in Los Angeles, because think about you're the you're the Instacart driver. You you get your order, you motor over to Ralph's or Vons or whatever and say and and. You you fill that cart. Maybe it's a two or three hundred dollar order of stuff, right? You just walk out the fucking door because uh, <laughs> nobody will stop you. You know, so I mean, so you pocket that and you, you get them hit them both ways. I think that's why they take the money on the app and they don't let the. Uh, although you could just start your own app, Hot Groceries. People, yeah, yeah. I like that Hot Groceries. Yeah, I like that. Now, uh, DigiGuru thinks we should probably have pointy chicks delivering that, and that would add now a whole different... You know what? I was waiting for somebody to mention that. <laughs> pointy chick. Pointy chick deliveries. Yes. It's like Hooters, but to your door. 
Why isn't it? You know, that stuff all seems to be going away and it really makes me sad. Like, wasn't there a few years ago? What did they call? You'd know you're a sports guy. There was like they were they had like football with hot chicks and high heels. What? Oh, the lingerie bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where'd that go? Why is that gone? Because um, it was politically incorrect, I'm guessing. Ah, shit. I watched sports for the first. I watched so much, much sports this weekend, probably more than in like the last uh, two yeah. years combined. Why? What made you do that? We uh, just kind of were interested in this new car that NASCAR brought out. So I ended up turning on the uh, stream for Fox Sports when the Arca race was on, which I have to say, watching the Arca race, which is kind of like double A when it comes to NASCAR, it is a much lower series. Then the NASCAR triple A race was on after that, and that was entertaining. The Daytona 500, the big major league race was on yesterday, and that was was fairly entertaining, but eh. The, the reality comes down after watching those is, the Arca racing was just as good. What's the new car that's you're talking about? They have so. totally. And this is NASCAR changing stuff like Major League Baseball has been doing. They have totally changed the. Well, one, the biggest thing you'll see is the wheels no longer have five lug nuts on it. There's just the one main lug nut in the middle, which is kind of how IndyCar has been yeah. doing it for years. So you can have quicker pit stops you only have one thing to worry about it's not like the lug nuts can fall off so you can make the case that it was a safety issue but everything is much more evenly matched i'm guessing across the teams equity is very important in everything so i'm sure nascar (laughs) is no different yeah that the body is a more of a composite which is good because that means you can actually have some contact without the thing getting all bent out of shape and and screwed up so it's you know there are some things that i can see are a step forward but the arca race like i said which is kind of like the double a you know single a just the low rung of racing it's like they put on as good of a show which is you know if you go to a single a double a ball game baseball game you're still seeing baseball you're paying a fraction right. of what you would normally pay. Yeah. And you're still getting a good show. And after the race was on, it just happened to go to the DePaul Blue Demons versus Seton Hall basketball game. And I have not watched a college basketball game in probably over 10 years. And I'm like, oh, well, I went to DePaul. I'll watch. And man, they looked horrible for most of the game <laughs> did they really yeah they made it close they're like for in their big east conference DePaul is three and 12 i think so i'm like yeah that's that's the blue demons yeah that's the blue demons for you but uh hmm. you know it was interesting because both the blue demons and seton hall i don't think there was one white guy I ever saw on the floor which i'm like isn't where's equity where's equity where is that equity does not exist in all things it's just the same thing with nascar Still in yeah. the at the top rung, not one female driver. I mean, they're pushing it. Oh yeah, and I'm fine yeah. with them pushing that because there were a few uh, female drivers in Arca who did just fine. But it's a culture that you have to grow, and you have to find females that are interested in the sport and want to yes. do it. Sure, and it has to be organic. You can't just be like, "Hey, 
need a broad or hey, we need an Indian guy or a Chinese guy or whatever. Not to the social engineers. It doesn't have to be organic. Just shoehorn <laughs> anybody in there. Right. You're like, quotas. we need one of you and one of you and one of you. So it was kind of interesting. I mean, it was, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm not really thinking that there's a whole lot more college basketball viewing in my near future, but it's better than the NBA. I'll give it okay. that. Racing, I still think is kind of fun just because the speeds that those guys and gals, when they're doing it, do is pretty impressive it is and it, it could be it could be a heck of a spectacle and that's really what you want sports people want you can turn it on and have something to watch that is not politics it is not all the bad news that you're getting is not hey we're going to war you just you kind of want to yeah. tune out on all of that true and when sports got way too invested in that that became their biggest problem but you know hey i digress you brought us a clip. Now, this is labeled, so I'm sure this is a good clip. Does this need any kind of setup or? Uh, uh, no, I found this uh, on on a. Um, it's it's. I think it's, it's, it's there's a site. It's, I found it on Citizens Free Press, which which is an aggregator, just like Drudge or Revolve or whatever. And then I think the thing is from somebody else's feed called Libs of TikTok. And um, <laughs> see, yeah. I'm guessing the, the girl you've been listening to was probably a TikToker too. Probably. Um, let me just see here. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't need to sit up because the because this this bozo her her entire rant is in response to uh, this this uh, tweet or statement comment by someone and it, and the comment was teachers have no right teaching my child or any other child about LGBT topics. That is up to me as a parent to discuss with my child. Okay. So that's, that's what set this, uh, this Cretan off. So that reasonable statement, that reasonable statement. Yes. That teachers should be worried about educating, not about social justice. This is basically what that was. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Or even, even the whole, uh, the whole sexual identity. So over I mean, cause you know, that's, that's not what they're there to teach. You know, get back to the three R's. Well, yes, especially if you're in the primary schools. <laughs> Not, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. So this comment has me hot. Ooh, hot. Has her hot. Let me tell you, she ain't hot. Got uh, <laughs> <laughs> some lighter fluid. She could be very hot. <laughs> it's in response to a video that another creator did about the don't say gay in Florida bill that is currently um up for vote and this commenter is saying that you know it's their right as a parent to keep their kids in the dark and my response to them is you're wrong your child is is entitled we as a community are there we go stop right there so you can always it's so funny they are so predictable these assholes, the verbiage they use, it, it just, it's just like a trumpet fanfare announcing who they are. So the first thing I'll always say is as a, whatever, as an educator, as a this, they always have to qualify themselves as at whatever it is. And right. As as somebody says as a, I tune them right out. As the Canadian prime minister. Right. Whatever the fuck it is. If you start a, a statement with as a, you're, you're my, my ears and my mind is closed instantly then the back the next word community it's always the community fuck the parents it takes a village the community no it doesn't grimbo 
duplicative. And, if, and you're wrong if you think you and should be wrong. able to control. How dare you? How dare you think that your kids are your responsibility? It's the communities. Well, that's obvious. Community yeah. are responsible for educating our children with sound and scientific knowledge about healthy human bodies, which includes sexuality. Ooh, no, see, no. Yeah. Again, you have to give me an age. Because I'm right. okay and, once you're in high school having some kind of sex ed. But if this is like, hey, five-year-old, welcome to kindergarten. Right. I, you know, I've been listening to your show. I haven't missed an episode in four years and change. And I've never heard you. You, you know, if somebody's going to, if if John and, and Adam are crackpot and buzzkill, I'm like hothead and you're, you know, Mr. Zen or something. <laughs> you know, you're always, you're always very measured, very calm. But I've never heard you lose your shit. Other than the episodes about parents who who completely abrogate any responsibility to supervise their kids' internet interactions, vis-a-vis you know fucking uh, pedos and kitty porn, all this shit, it is it is a sewer. It is a sewer, and I've never heard you get so pissed off about anything but that. Where you really, really, you were calling people fucking morons. That you never do that, but you I repeatedly. I heard you say you're a fucking moron. And I thought, yeah, yeah. So I thought this this bitch, she must be pissing you because she's, she's actually advocating the exact same thing. It's like, okay, if your kid isn't going to get it online, we're going to shove it down their throat at school. Yes, and it's a lot of the stuff is life and death. I have a story that I bookmarked. That was a girl that was 14, if I'm not mistaken, on TikTok, got herself a stalker that was like 18 years old. He starts sending her money, start DMing her all over the place on different social media and ended up coming to their house, like breaking in and doing this more than once. And the last incident, the girl's father shot and killed the guy. There you go. and. The response from the parents, though, the mother, well, we're not going to have little Jenny, whatever her name is. We're not going to have her get off social media and TikTok just because of these sickos. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's wrong to have her not do that. It's like, (laughs) no, it's not wrong. It's protecting her because what is she getting? Right. You know, there's crazy people out there and it's a sad state of the world. But when you have a daughter, especially. It seems to happen less with boys, but I'm sure it does. Sure. But you'll find somebody that gets enamored with them. That's like, oh, I'm going to go. I mean, that was although I guess it was a random thing that one kidnapping that happened a couple of years ago where the guy just grabbed. It's like this is this is asking for trouble. And I get it. Once you get to the point on something like TikTok where you're making good money, which is maybe where this girl is. I didn't really look and see if it's uh you know, maybe the parents like the income stream and don't really care that guys are showing up trying to do whatever <laughs> to their kid and go, no, we're not going to have her stop. It is insane. It's like you have to view this stuff in a wow. different manner. And it was just so defiant, like we're not going to let the crazies win. It's like, but it's your daughter's safety. This isn't about the crazies winning. Sure. This is about the next time. Maybe your husband doesn't kill the guy and something really bad happens to you and your kids. Yeah. We do this for public health reasons so that children public health. What is public health is absolutely nothing to do with what that parent's talking about. Zero. But they always they always just grab onto other issues, wrap themselves up in it. It's a public health issue. The fuck it is. It's not. 
it becomes an interesting debate only at the point. And again, age matters in all of this. But if somebody comes to a teacher at, I don't know what the minimum age would be, 12, 14 years old, where kids are starting to at least have somewhat of a brain that says, you know, hey, I think I'm gay. I think I'm whatever. My parents won't talk to me about it. What can I do? Then the teacher should be allowed to give them guidance or send them to somebody that is trained in these kind of things to talk with them about it. I'm not going to say you should never talk to a child who comes to you asking for help, but being a part of a curriculum, that's a little insane. Yeah. But it all takes a village. You're absolutely right. Yes. Howard with their bodies to make sure that they are kept safe from people who safe. would there otherwise safety. Harm. It is always safe. Always safe. Is it Justin Trudeau? I'm keeping the citizens of Canada safe. No, you're not. Won't you no, think about not. the children? Safe, 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 safe. Right. From them <laughs> and could also advocate for themselves and making sure that they are getting the care that they need from their doctors. Okay, what does a teacher have to do with a doctor? Absolutely nothing. From their community. Com- from uh, there their- we go again. Uh-huh. Community. It Get takes a village. It takes a village. It takes a community. The community should raise your child, not that's you. It is. That's, that's, that's the absolute core of her argument. The state shall control your children, not the parents. That's it. That's because name want. one thing the state actually does well. Yes. Well, you know, they start wars pretty good and they get they get a lot of parents, kids killed. Ooh. Joey would love to ship in the Ukraine, blow them the fuck up. They're good at that. Yeah. Yeah. The Ukraine stuff's insane because it seems like Isn't it's it? a lot to do about nothing. It is. It's just it's, it's it's the Joey statement. Again, here's this failed fossil and he's trying to establish his dominance and his his validity by saying, I'm going to start a war. I'm going to kick Vlad's ass. I would, I would love just put him in a steel cage death match, Vlad and Joey. <laughs> oh, see how that works out. How, how long would that last? Less than half a second, I would, I would say. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I, wait, I would, wait, no. See, I think I give it a few seconds because I think Vlad would just want to look into his eyes for a few seconds before the lethal blow comes. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think he would taunt him just yeah. enough. I think you're, I would hope he would. Yes. The, uh, I mean, and I, from what I can kind of gather myself, I've said this a couple of times that Putin seems to have an interesting sense of humor. And my podcasting partner on the other show I do, Unrelenting, yes. who was born in Russia, he agrees. Oh, Vlad is, an, you know what? I respect Vlad Putin. I truly do. Because the guy exudes confidence. He is not a pussy. He is not a punk. Whether he's a good man, bad man, whatever it is, um, that's nobody to fuck with. No. That's a guy you, that's a dude you will take seriously, no matter what. And that, that engenders a certain amount of respect. Love him or hate him. Yes. When you're keeping a country like that, when you're keeping control for as many years as he has, uh, yeah. not easy to do. He probably looks at our system and like, you guys. Oh, he's laughing. That guy probably, the, you know, he probably has busted a gut. He's got a hernia from laughing at the shit going on on this continent. He's like, Kamala Harris is threatening us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is great. Yeah. Can't yeah. believe it. Let this, uh, this, I'm guessing this is a teacher here that's speaking, correct? I don't or? know what the hell she is. They don't qualify <laughs> it. Um, she could be. I, I don't know. Sounds like one, but let's, we'll let her yeah. finish here. Yeah. From their parents and families and friends 
to make sure that their bodies remain healthy and safe. If they don't know Uh and don't understand what it means to be in a body with a mind and a heart. What? Well, top it. There you go. There's a there's a money quote to not understand what it means to be in a body with a mind. Lady, you're talking about yourself. Yeah. Or Joe, no Biden. Huh? or Joe Biden. Huh? Or Joe Biden. Joe <laughs> Biden. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I only wish I had a mind. Only wish. This would be so much better. So much. It's different than how your parents do. Then you're not going to know that there's resources out there. For you, as a child, as a young person, as an adolescent, as a young adult, this commenter is wrong. What a what the what defiant finish! And yeah, you know, again, I am fully for having resources for children at school. That if they have questions about their sexuality, if they're looking for guidance, that they can go talk to somebody but again certain age because this is where all this the slippery slope comes down to the oh we're trying to recruit you for this or that group and of course, of course. you know we're going to push you in one direction or not because this is what we want there's a lot of stuff yeah. that parents should be first and well, foremost we- or at the very least informed of but they bend they bend that that shit goes out the window to fit their agenda you want to drink? You want to buy a pack of cigarettes? You want to drive a car? 18 and up. You want to, you want to take the vax? Get contraception? Have an abortion? Yeah, anytime. Right. There's no age restriction on that, right? It is interesting when you look at it that way, which is, well, you'll make the exception for this, this, and this, but not for that. Right. The politics of children growing up should not, or I should say the, the choices made when raising children should not be politically motivated, but we know who a vast majority of the school teachers are. Now I know there's a lot of people in rural areas in the United States that I'm sure the teachers are great, that they're not total whack job loons. Remember I come from an area that is right outside of Chicago I mean, you've come from the area right outside of New York or in New York and uh, in L.A. So the teachers in these areas, nothing but political loons. And it's these dangerous. Days. These these days. Yes. As a kid, Darren, as a kid in, uh, in, in grammar school and high school and even somewhat in college, in, in college, they sort of took the mask off, I have to say. But certainly I remember there was a guy we had a political science class in, in high school. Very, very well. You know, when I walked out of that class, I knew how the fucking government worked at the state, local and national level. I mean, the guy was really good. Wait, did they nobody. actually taught you something in school? Imagine that. And but dig this, man. Nobody could say, was he was this? Where is he at? Was he a was he a Republican? Was he a liberal? Was, what the guy never tipped his hand as to where he fell on the issues, which is how the fuck it's supposed to be. Well, this is how you learn to think not to be programmed you learn exactly to on your own put the data in and decide what's right and what's wrong not to be programmed that up this side's always right no matter what Mm -hmm. and that i think is something we're getting further and further away from oh 
ship has sailed, man. It's not about it's not about education. It's about training. It's about indoctrination. Really, that's what's happened. And that's why the world is so fucked up. Yes. Do you wind up with a lot of people like that woman we played first with? I had to quit my job and then I needed money. But then the gig work isn't fair. It's like, well, here's a little secret. The world's not fair. Right. Well, that's not what they were told, though. They were told it should be fair. And if you vote for the right people, it will be fair. Nah, never happens. It's all about equity. Yeah. Not equality. (laughs) It's all about equity. But we do have a couple of people to thank. Somebody, I'm just going to stop before you go there. Somebody should do a survey like one of these Quinnipiac or News or whatever. And just one question. Is there a difference between the words equality and equity? I would bet you that 90% of people would say no. I would bet you. Oh, yeah, at least. I think you're absolutely right. Because people don't know what the word socialist means. They don't. They don't. They're like, oh, you mean like, you know, Facebook and Instagram and and TikTok? Those are all social (laughs) networks, Larry. So (laughs) if I'm a socialist, I like to be on those, right? I like to go on TikTok. I'm a socialist. I'm a social person, so I must be a socialist. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There's no question. Which is why teaching people what skills they need to think and reason are way more important than, oh, well, here, come over to our side. We have cookies. You will, you will, you will become a, you know, I really started having problems when the schools started authorizing things like, well, we're we're doing a walkout today for whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, we're doing a walkout for Black Lives Matter. And then a group of students, and there were a few of these that went on around the country. And I said, this is exactly what needs to happen. Went, well, you know, we're in this pro-life group and we want to do a walkout for anti-abortion. Can we do that? No, that's horrible. No, no, no. no, You can't do that. No, you can't pick sides. If you're going to be in uh, education, you can't pick sides. Correct. You can't be like, well, it's okay to do this for this, but not for that it's okay to walk out for black lives matter but it's not okay to walk out for the things we don't like it's like you're not in that point teaching kids to have their own identity and to have their own beliefs but all of these just psychotic i mean i i know coming from a uh, podcaster who's constantly giving you my opinion it's these teachers that think it's like their opinions the one that is right and has to be pushed on the kids Sure. You know, at least in a podcast, you can turn me off. You can go somewhere else if you're not finding it entertaining. If your kid shows up in a class with one of these teachers, you have very little recourse. None. Except to sit there and take it. I mean, I had teachers in college and it was already getting that way. When I got to DePaul, the head of the communications department was a radical feminist lesbian who talked about her and her partner going down to Peru or wherever it was to adopt a child. and. So you knew what game you had to play. You knew, right? Yeah, you couldn't. uh, You couldn't be spouting off any of that crazy conservative ideology and and get a good grade, right? Right. Which is sad. Really, it's totally sad, man. But we do have a couple of people to thank for today's show. I mean, I had to track CSB down because there was no boostergram, and I'm like, oh, CSB, you got to come in. What? I know CSB. But uh, Stu Coates comes in today with the 666 donation of this is a very satanic episode Stu. so i think that works 
Do you remember Darren and I are the angels, the archangels? It's the pricks whose whose clips we play. They're the satanic ones. Exactly. And Stu, I'm pretty sure, is in the UK, so he knows. uh, Yeah. Thank you, Stu. Yeah, stuff is a little crazier there still. I mean, America sucks, but everybody else sucks a little bit more, I think, is. Yeah, but I think I think um, Boris in the UK lifted all the restrictions, unlike Canada and vast swaths of this nation. That's true. That is true. It was kind of a cover his own ass thing, though, wasn't it? It all isn't it always (laughs) (laughs) like, yes. Oh, um, I was caught partying without a mask. So maybe if I tell everybody else, they don't have to wear masks. Well, except for new new scum in California. It doesn't apply to him. Garcetti. No. Yeah, I just tried watching breath. Garcetti held his breath at the Super Bowl and the other asshole just doesn't give a fuck. Captain Air Joe. That's a long time to hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> I tried watching an interview to clip it with a newsome. I just couldn't. I mean, there's it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Although I hear your exodus is coming. So there's uh, I'm working on it. We're, we're, we're making progress. So, uh, yeah, the fortress in the sky. The fortress in the sky, baby. You just need like a B-2 bomber or something like that. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. Like if you could just get the deal, then like Air Force One has when the when the president has to be kept up there where you can just keep refilling and never have to land. Maybe on my final day, I'll invest in a leaflet drop that says eat shit Newsom right over right over uh, uh, Sacramento. That'd be a final parting shot. That'd be good. Right? Yeah, to the to the beautiful state of California. And there there are, though, some good stories coming out of California. Was the school board in the Bay Area somewhere that got yanked? Yeah. Because the parents have had yeah. enough. Yeah. It's all very weird, though. I have my normal checkup with my normal doctor tomorrow. So not the cardiologist, anything like that. But it's still wait in your car. Call us when Is you get really? here. You know, you have to be masked when you come in. And I, I mean, I kind of get it a little bit with the doctor's office, which is they don't want anybody coming in and spreading this because then their whole staff could go out at one point. But it's still a little strange to me. Well, you know, it is strange. But the the, the bottom line is, and I think it was mentioned by John and uh, Adam, is that let's not forget this fucking thing is and was a derivative of the coronavirus, which is a common cold for which there is no cure. There never will be a cure and has been around since uh, forever. And it's going to come back. This shit is never going away. Exactly. Which it was pointed out that the flu we have today is still a derivative of the flu that killed everybody back in 1919. Yes. And nobody looks at that like, oh, it's really scary. Some people are pointing out that, and again, whether these numbers are legit, it's going to take some time. But some people do believe at this point already that the flu virus kills more people than this coronavirus. So sure. But Joy Behar wants to wear a mask forever. And I I applaud that. Yeah. The less we have to see joy, the better. Exactly. Yeah. Although I saw Whoopi was back. So, I mean, she had her time was out. Whoopi back. She's she's off time out to let her back in. Yeah. Roseanne still doesn't have a job, though, because, you know, she said something bad while on Ambien and that your career is over if you're uh, over, if you're not a liberal. But I digress. <laughs> we do have comic strip blogger who did come in again with ten thousand and thirty three sats, which is three dollars and eighty cents today. Crypto uh, crypto's going back the other way again, but it goes up. It goes down. 
I'm Wait, still not. Is, I'm still not sure. Up? Is it trending up? You know, it's been down yeah. a little bit again, and uh, it's either going to go way up or it's going to crash. So, I mean, do not take any advice from us on what to do with crypto. I'm not really sure which way it's going to go. A lot of people want to say that it is the hedge against so many things, but the reality is crypto, when everything else is going down, is also going down. And you can say you got money in crypto. But if your country makes it illegal, like in the United States, if they pass a law today that says it's a felony to buy, trade or sell any cryptocurrency. I mean, yeah, you might still have cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. but for you to then pull that money out, you're committing a felony. And if you're caught, you're going to go to jail. I mean, you see what they're doing to the truckers in Canada. Yes. And, you know, and I got to ask you, you're the, you're the, uh, the Ben here, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. So it, to me, when I hear the word crypto, I think this is one of the greatest misnomers in the history of the world. Um, because if this, if this exchange, you know, method blockchain and so forth forms a permanent record of every transaction eternally, how the fuck is that crypto? What's cryptic about it? <laughs> For that part, nothing. Nothing. So these people who keep saying, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's untraceable bullshit. It's totally traceable. Anybody Bitcoin, who thinks yes. otherwise must be brain damage. Correct? There are some coins that are not, but Bitcoin. How, be? How the fuck can that be, Darren? If, because if, if everything with a digital footprint leaves a trail online, how, could, how can there be a coin that's untraceable? How would that happen? There are coins that will try to obfuscate that. Now, whether that protection is able to be cracked, you know, that is what you then get into because uh, Monero's one. I mean, which are I remember like McAfee telling me about that. He was very bullish on Monero. Yeah. You know, that was at least what they're trying to do. So the possibility is there, but Bitcoin itself is not. No. So expecting that to be the thing that is. The savior for all of this stuff? No, because everything you do with Bitcoin is always there. It's traceable. What the criminals will often do is there are services that you can go into that will be the middleman. So say you have $10 million in Bitcoin, but you don't want that to track where it came from. Well, you could throw that $10 million into a mixer. That will then, you know, shoot you out nine million dollars and they'll keep a million for their for their trouble. But it then, you know, it sends the funds to different addresses and tries to mix stuff up that way. But right again, if the U.S. government says it's a felony, how many people keep their money in there? And if everybody pulls out, it's like a bank run. Boom. Right. Right. Everything drops. So it, it, it's it's an interesting hedge, but it is still not something that is. As stable as some people want you to believe, because you still have to go by the law of the land. Yeah, your money will still be there. The amount of crypto that you have will still be there. The value might greatly change. You may be a criminal when you try to use it. Yeah. But CSB uses crypto. So we thank you, CSB. We'd like to have him on the show, but he won't let us hear his voice, at least not publicly. All right. He says, Greetings from Europe to Larry and Darren. So he's in. Europe, that is a general area. Do not go looking for CSB. You are welcome to listen to our podcast, AI.cooking, about artificial intelligence, which is red. 
by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent, UK, and to drop by my blog at comicstripblog.com to see my cave paintings. Yes, he has some good cave paintings, some good doodles. Indeed. And we always appreciate CSB for supporting the show. And if you're listening on a podcasting 2.0 app right now, you can boost or you can set the sats to constantly be streaming while listening to Planet Rage, or you can go to planetrage.show slash donate. Click the donate button for a one-time or monthly donation. You got the QR codes or wallet addresses for the crypto, the mythical crypto, and the snail mail address. It is all very much appreciated. We're just hitting our stride now here, episode 25. I mean, that's half a year. Time flies. Incredible. Incredible. Time flies when you're having fun, they say. I don't know. Are we having fun over the last I two am. years? And if we're not having fun, we're raging, which is also kind of fun. So there you go. It is. It is very cathartic. And uh, on the last show, we said we didn't have to uh, talk about it on the show. But uh, Harry Pilgrim came in with some sats Ooh. with a boostagram. And I had to set it up because this the boostagrams come in and it can scroll off the screen and all that. And I realize I can just do a search and telegram for boostagram. So I always see the messages that people send in because it's interesting. We got some boostagrams over on unrelenting.show that I do with Gene Nevtuliev that was talking about the stuff that we talked about. Like, oh, thanks for that recommendation. Thanks for that. And so while people are listening to the show, they can just decide to send a little bit of crypto with a note cool. and it's really cool it's, it makes it for a nice interactive experience speaking of which we're planning on having a nice interactive experience on sunday yes we are this could be a big one a big 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 planet rage <laughs> we need all sorts of special gas we need effects we need lighting uh yeah makeup i want makeup hair and makeup even oh. we're doing audio only oh no but i still need hair and makeup yes you need the promo <laughs> posters all that and no brown M&Ms. Right. Which will be on Sunday, the 27th of February on the No Agenda stream live following the big show, following No Agenda. Although some people think the big show is really the rock and roll pre-show. But, <laughs> you know, I, Damn good. I can't argue with that either. Nope. We just try to have a whole lot of fun. But now if you have any uh, suggestions for the rage, I think we're yeah. going to take some live calls as well. Get them to us. If you want to shoot me, uh, you know, a voicemail, um, you could you could put on a file and send it to that Larry show at Gmail dot com or, or I even have a Google number. Um, what is it? I haven't used it in so long. I can't. I'm, you're going to have to vamp while I look this up. <laughs> yeah, and I've got one, too, that we can number. use. Uh, yeah. From uh, from the old grumpy old Ben show, which was uh, something something grumpy, which I should remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I know people right now are dialing something, something grumpy, something, something grumpy, but you can email <laughs> us at rage at planet rage dot show. And, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you're one of those guys or gals, that's a podcaster, that's got your own rig, let us know. We right. could probably get some time in for you, yes. especially John Fletcher, the guy who made the intro. would love to have Fletcher on with us. We would. And Let the, me know uh, the number for that Larry show where you can leave, you know, rages or whatever is uh, it's three zero two seven one five two seven seven nine, which actually uh, alphanumeric is three zero two seventy one Larry. Ooh, three zero see three zero two seventy one Larry. Leave say whatever you want to say. Operators are standing by. That's right. Order before midnight, or we'll kill you. <laughs> so. Order before midnight, or we'll kill you and your whole family. That's that's it. 
it's, it's a theory. It's just one we're going with. So if you have rages, whatever, let us know. Add it in. Listen live. Join live. And uh, it'll be fun no matter what. I think it's going to be a little bit of a different format. And then are we doing a show Monday, too? Or is this going to take the place of that? And we take Monday off? I don't off? know. That's your, your, you know, I'm going to leave that in your hands, Darren. That's, uh, could, could people take that much of us? Uh, I don't know. For our period? I don't know. We'll see how exhausted we are after the live we'll show see. on, on okay. Sunday. I'm good with that. What else? What is coming up on that Larry show this week? Do we know? Is this a pre-planned one or is this another one like random um, thoughts, which this, is. Well, I, I have kind of the, the germ, if, if you will. And I mean, last last week's episode, I took on um, it was uh, Larry versus Trudeau, uh, T-Mobile and the world. It did very well. People really liked that episode. Got a lot of feedback, a lot of downloads. Well, so you haven't so, listened yet. We're, we're going to listen to that on the way to the doctor tomorrow. Oh, cool. Okay. So uh, this, this a strange thing happened. I mean, this thing is really, I think, taking root. And uh, yesterday um, here in the fashionable San Fernando Valley, where there was a pretty sizable demonstration on a freeway overpass uh, uh, to stop the, the mandates and the, the bullshit coming out of Sacramento. And I was shocked. I, so I had to go up there. I took a look. I parked the car. I shot a bunch of videos, some, some pictures, talked to some people, really nice people. And what, what totally amazed me was this, this freeway below it's the, it's the Ventura freeway, the one one it's a big ass, it's a big ass hunk of, uh, of asphalt. It's probably maybe 10 lanes all in each direction. And, um, the amount of horn blowing going on in support of it was amazed. I was amazed. I thought, am I really in Los Angeles or am I in like Muskogee, Oklahoma or something? People have had a f- belly of this shit. And I think, I think all these tyrants from Trudeau, uh, Joey, they, they, they've, they've really, they've really made a big mistake. They've awakened some fucking, some pissed off people. We'll see where it all plays out. So that's kind of the germ of where I'm going with this, uh, this episode. Nice. Well, this is like the first man on the street you've done since that restaurant was being messed with. And, uh, it's, it's this, and it's the same issue to yes. almost two years later. That is the problem. People want to have resolutions to this stuff and we're not getting them. No, no, it is not going to be pretty for those that are continuing to try to grasp the power mm-hmm. with no reason. Right now, if the people were dropping dead in the street, people would be scared and be like, Oh, do whatever you got to do, but they're not seeing that. So sure. At some point, sanity has to come back, whether we'll see it or not. I hope so. Maybe. But listen, I hope so to that Larry show. Listen to random thoughts and listen. join us uh, next Sunday live yes. right after the no agenda show at no agenda stream.com where we'll rage. We're taking it off the chain. Ooh, that sounded like a threat, Larry. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 